They say love makes the world go round. The Beatles coined, all you need is love. And Einstein said, life without love is not worth living. But when it comes to today's stories, no one said it better than Beyonce. And I quote, your love's got me looking so crazy right now. Love's got me looking so crazy right now. This week's crimes are both crazy and in love. It's the top 10 fatal romances. Hey all you weirdos, welcome to the ParCast Original, Crime Countdown. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. Every week we'll highlight 10 fascinating stories of history's most engaging and unsettling crimes, all picked by the ParCast research gods. On this week's episode, we're counting down the top 10 fatal romances. Oh boy, I have a couple of doozies before I managed to lock John in. Yeah, you really did. Yeah, I had two, and you know, I had two like actual like long-term boyfriends before John, and mm-hmm. both of them brought a unique brand of crazy. Mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah. And you know what the thing about love is? It makes you fall for crazy shit. <laughs> it really does. Like, I look back on the things I let fly, especially with my last ex, and mm-hmm. I'm like, who who is that person? Like, that's where did her that? blinders come yeah, from? What, what's going I'm horrified. I really am. So, speaking of that, funny story. I got to chat with the girl that my last ex-boyfriend cheated on me with. You remember this? Oh, I do. It was a very eye-opening experience. Obviously. I I suggest anybody going through the same thing, go ahead, chat with her. It's great. It'll make you see how, like, nuts love can make you. Oh, yeah, 100. So love makes you believe stupid things. And I think it's all kind of rooted in, like, jealousy. Yeah, for sure. we've all felt it. It's like the most base and dirtiest of human emotions. We've we've all felt that way. It reminds me of that movie with Beyonce, Obsessed. Yes. Oh, that's such a good movie. I just watched that the other day. Look at Beyonce. She's making a, a come up She's in this countdown. She's just doing it. And you know, what is that other... Uh, there's another movie. It's like Fatal Attraction. Oh, you showed me this. It's like the um, like the swimming movie. Swim Fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, Swim yeah. Fan. Yep. That movie is so good. That Guys, is a really good movie. It's perfect for this countdown. Everybody pause and go watch Swim Fan and then come back. Honestly. It's so good. Well, speaking of swimming, we're going to dive right in. Ooh. But first, I do have to tell you the best part of this show. Elena has five topics and so do I, but neither of us knows which five the other one has. It's going to get crazy. Let's start the countdown. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. 10. Starting off our list at number 10 is Amy Fisher and Joey Buttafuoco. On May 19, 1992, 17-year-old Amy Fisher went to Mary Jo Buttafuoco's house to admit that she was having an affair with her husband. After Mary Jo tried to end this conversation, Fisher shot her in the face with a 25 caliber gun. Dude, this is every human's worst nightmare. I feel like Amy just could have gone anywhere else that day. Well, it's like some teenager shows up at your door to tell you she's sleeping with your husband. And yep. when you're like, well, this is madness. Well, I'd like to leave now. She shoots you in the face. It's like, what did I do here? That What? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, Mary Jo, as you know, survived the attack. That's crazy. She had to have emergency surgery, obviously. Yeah. And she was left deaf in her left ear and she had partial facial paralysis. I feel so much rage for her. I do too. So much rage. Because it's like, hello, I'm the victim in so many yeah, ways I here. literally did nothing except marry a jerk. Well, <laughs> speaking of that jerk, Joey Buttafuoco was picked up for statutory rape on Amy Fisher like pretty soon after the attack. Gross. Because she was only 16 years old when they started their affair. Ugh, he is a literal garbage human. Like garbage. He's the adult in this scenario. This is his fault completely. Oh, 100%. Completely. Totally. Well, he was the one who told the police that Mary Jo's attacker probably was Amy Fisher, which is like... Real nice. See that bus? Let me just throw you right under it. <laughs> Tuck and roll, Amy. Go right under I know there. you're in love with me, but I, I gotta go. What a dink. He also denied that they ever had sex with each other. Of course he did. Because, I mean, obviously course, he denied it. Yeah. But he ended up pleading guilty when receipts placed them together at a motel and people kind of put two and two together. Honestly... It's like after your mistress has shot your wife in the face, the jig is up. The jig has been up for a while, <laughs> Mr. Botafugo. Like, and I always think like this is something my ex would have done. Like definitely. His side piece would have shot me in the face and oh, he would God. have been like, "Elena, you weren't shot in the face. You are no." Elena, I don't know what the ringing in your ear is. And it's, I would have been like, "Guess up. not." Okay. You're, you're so right. Who are these men? Who are they? Well, Fisher became known as the Long Island Lolita. Have you ever seen that movie? I have, and that nickname is just primo. Oh, the best. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Mwah. Mwah. But that, it went like right to Lifetime or like right to DVD. Sure did. Such a good movie. <laughs> but it's great. It's so good. She ended up getting five to 15 years for assault. Not even attempted murder, assault. <laughs> okay. And she only ended up serving seven years total because Mary Jo not only forgave her, but was the one who recommended that she end up being released early. Um, Mary Jo is the real MVP here. MJ <laughs> MVP. Like, wowzers. Nine. At number nine is the definition of crazy ex-girlfriend, Jody Arias. Jody Arias murdered Travis Alexander on Wednesday, June 4th, 2008. The two had what's been described as potent chemistry, 
It was very toxic relationship, and it was a ticking time bomb. They always are. They always are. Now, <laughs> Jody was apparently, according to everybody, very carefree when they met. It seems like that didn't last very long. That changed drastically. I guess so. And Travis was a practicing Mormon. So their very like sexual relationship that they had kind of like bothered him from the start. He wasn't completely comfortable with it. Right. Kept doing it, but he wasn't completely comfortable with it. Now, whenever Travis would try to sever ties with her completely, she did the whole I'm going to kill myself thing. And the then obviously you can't leave. That's evil. Like yeah, that's, that's so real evil. to do with somebody. So manipulative. And Travis's friend said that she would follow him to the bathroom and stand outside the door to eavesdrop on his conversations. I mean, I mean, I mean, I did that once, to be fair. <laughs> when you think that something's happening. Yeah. And you know what? When I did it, I heard him have an entire conversation with another woman in the bathroom. So it was a pretty worthwhile trip down the crazy highway for me. It was warranted. Yeah. It was very worthwhile for me. So <laughs> I have to say that. Now, they did call it quits only about five months into dating. But they did continue that whole friends with benefits. They start. They continued sending sexually explicit messages to each other for two years Which, after. That just doesn't work. That's yeah. still a relationship. You're still together. Yeah, you got to sever the ties, yeah. guys. Cut them completely. Now, things got bad when he started dating other women. Because Obviously. she got real mad. Real jealous. She would do things like slash his tires. I mean... These kind of things seem hopeless to me when this happens. It's like you can't get away from this person. She was listening to that Carrie Underwood song on repeat. She certainly was. 100%. And how do you how do you escape someone like that? I don't know. So Alexander was murdered when she stabbed him 27 times. Oh my gosh. His throat was slit to the point of decapitation. Wow. His cause of death was blood loss. And she did this while he was in the shower. Are you serious? And there's photos of the entire thing because a camera fell. Like, she had a camera with her. It fell, and it was taking pictures during the thing. Wow. And she also tried to get rid of that camera by shoving it in a washing machine. By shoving it in a washing machine? That's sure not even did. that clever. Yeah, it's not. Didn't wow. work. Wow, Jody. Jody. Eight. Number eight on our list of fatal romances is Gwendolyn Graham and Kathy Mae Wood from Grand Rapids, Michigan. While in their mid-twenties, these two achieve sexual thrills together from killing five elderly patients at the nursing home where they both worked in 1987. Now, I don't want to kink shame, but like this shit is not okay. Yeah, that's, I don't even know if that's a kink. Not okay. It's not okay. Not you normal. shouldn't get sexual thrills out of that. Definitely Just not. Just shouldn't. Well, at first, a lot of the attacks looked like the victims had died of natural causes oh. because a lot of these elderly people had like Alzheimer's or dementia and most of them had been smothered, that's... which that's hard to detect. Wow. Gwendolyn and Kathy are real jerks. For real. I don't like them at all. Nope, me either. <laughs> not on my not on my friends list. Yeah, I'm making a snap judgment right now. They both actually ended up bragging to their co-workers that they had smothered the victims. And for some reason, their co-workers didn't take this seriously. They didn't believe them. Who like who jokes about that? Who like, jokes about that and who doesn't take that as the, like for yeah, reals? Like the answer is no one. No one jokes about it. If somebody makes that joke. They probably really smothered someone and you should call an adult. I was just going to say, you should call someone. <laughs> call someone. Call I don't know who. Anyone. Call someone. Well, at her trial, Wood testified that Graham was the one who would smother the victims and she was just the lookout. Oh, come on. She definitely did it. No, like, do you yeah. really think that anybody was going to believe that? And honestly, if you have the capacity to act as a lookout, 
then you can definitely smother while someone's smothering an old woman right. like 10 feet away from you you can definitely kill someone i don't believe it but she would have been just as bad yeah i'm on to you kathy yeah well the investigators definitely didn't believe this either they were like uh Good. that's malarkey <laughs> that's malarkey and they knew that she was downplaying her personal involvement of course she was kathy so, yeah duh kathy she ended up being convicted of second degree murder and graham was convicted of first degree murder kathy should have got first too she absolutely should have. Well, even crazier, she was released on parole in January 2020 after her first eight parole attempts were blocked. What? I wonder why the ninth, it was like lucky number nine. So she's just out there right now? She's just existing somewhere and I hope it's like nowhere near us. Don't love that. Don't love Kathy. Nope. There's also a book called Forever in Five Days that was written about them. Oh, wow. So the title comes, now this is gross. The title comes from the fact that they apparently wrote notes back and forth to each other and they would end them with, I love you forever in X days. And the X would stand for the amount of people that they had killed at the time. Wow. Nope. Like I'm out. That's pure <laughs> that's, evil. That's not cool at that all. That is deep-seated, deep-rooted evil. What? That's terrible. Seven. At number seven this week, we've got Pamela Smart, who quote-unquote found her husband, Gregory Smart, dead in their home on May 1st, 1990, six days before their one-year wedding anniversary. Turns out, the murderers were four teenage boys who Pamela had killed her husband. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not good. So, barely a year... Now, remember, barely a year into marriage, they were about to celebrate their one-year anniversary. Straight-up newlyweds. Pamela's husband did confess that he'd had a one-night stand. Not okay. Maybe not a good thing. Not cause for murder. Definitely not. But like not good either. No. So Pamela was a facilitator for a school self-esteem program. And she got involved with a 15-year-old student, Billy Flynn, who she had feelings for. So it does seem like maybe she had some self-esteem issues. This whole thing is is tilting in a really, really bad direction. For sure. Now, after the murder, two of Billy's friends told a classmate that they'd been involved with the killing. Because... Teens are always going to brag about murder. <laughs> I was going to say because they're 15-year-olds. Just, just know that now. Know Write that, that down. Now. That involving teens means they're going to tell all their friends. So it's just going to happen. So they eventually turned themselves in and pleaded guilty after agreeing to cooperate for reduced sentences. Now... They've all been paroled. Are you kidding? Yes. I hate it. I don't like this whole like parole theme we I have don't going in it. the last two. We're like, P.S. The whole moral of this whole countdown is that everybody's out and you should all hide under your beds. Don't fall in love is yeah, the moral of the story. <laughs> so Flynn said that, so Billy Flynn said that he shot Gregory Smart in the head and he did this while another teenage boy just like dangled a knife in front of his face. That's like sickening. What's the purpose of that? Just to be scary? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> stop. Well, they're 15. I mean, stop all of it. Don't yeah. murder someone, but, like, don't do that. Mm-mm. Now, Pamela ended up at the Bedford Hills Correctional Facility for Women in New York, and they've had a lot of other well-known criminals, including our number 10, Amy Fisher. Miss Long Island Lolita herself. They're hanging out in there. Six. Also on our list at number six is Suzanne and Michael Bear Carson. 
the self-described witch hunters who were convicted of three murders in the early 80s. Witch hunters, huh? This gave me, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch vibes. Like, very dark. Like, the new Sabrina. Yeah, like, the new chilling Not Sabrina. the casual one. <laughs> no. Not the S- Melissa Joan Hart one. No. Suzanne and Michael met in the 70s. They got married. It was all cute at first. Sounds they good. settled in San Francisco. Love it. Then they started um, dabbling in drugs. Okay. And mysticism together. Ooh. So, like, that sounds kind of nice. I I mean, do what you do. Just couple things, you know. Okay. They considered themselves to be vegetarian Muslim warriors. Okay. And they believed witchcraft, homosexuality, and abortion were all reasons to kill people. Ooh. So that's where it got dark. That's a lot to unpack. They started taking hallucinogenic drugs regularly together. Well, that can be a problem. That can definitely lead to some issues. Certainly can. And where they were working on a pot farm together, they became convinced that all their old friends, all their acquaintances, and any regulars at the pot farm that they came across were all witches, and they were determined to bring evil into this world. That sounds like a really bad trip. It that's probably like what it was. Really just long, drawn-out bad trip. I think that's where it all stemmed I from. I think it is. So, well, obviously, it was up to Suzanne and Michael to end all this madness, wasn't Obvi- it? Obviously. Duh. Their first confirmed murder was the murder of their own roommate, Ooh. Karen Barnes. They bludgeoned her to death with a frying pan, and they stabbed her 13 times. Ooh. Like, that's... Can you imagine getting beat to death by a frying pan? No, and basically, well, and just for no reason. Like, so senseless. They also were convicted of murdering and mutilating two men named Clark Stevens and John Hellyar picked them up while they were hitchhiking. I always get really upset when people kill the people who pick them up hitchhiking because I'm like, you know... Bite the hand that feeds you. It's like, hi, I just did you a solid. That's just mean. It is. Like It's like Ed Kemper used to pick up hitchhikers and kill them and it's like that annoys me too obviously that's murder, annoying murder in general annoys me but like it's a good pet peeve to when have. you're killing the person that's nice enough to pick you up it's like that's mean i agree i don't like it Wow. So, so far we have a lot of angry, scorned women. We definitely do. We have a lot. I was really stoked to get the Long Island Lolita because that's like one of my favorite cases. Oh yeah, that's yours. Absolutely. When I saw that it wasn't on my list, I was like, it's got to be on Ashley's list. I was so happy to have it. Well, I think it's only going to get crazier from here. So far, so good. As Beyonce says. I bet we're in for some good stuff. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Five. All right, let's jump back in with number five on our countdown of fatal romances. Starting off the second half of our list is the murder of Air Force Captain Marty Thier. On the night of December 17th, 2000, Marty and his wife Michelle dropped by her office where she was a clinical psychologist to pick up some documents. But on the stairs leading up to her office, Marty was shot five times and killed. Whoa. That's, that's a bad trip up the stairs, I would it's say. not one I'd like to take. No. Prior to their marriage, they had a long-distance relationship, and they fought a lot when they were together. 
So maybe they shouldn't have gotten married. Yeah, I feel like maybe look at that and be like, this probably won't get better. We're not meant for each other. (laughs) We're not great apart. We're not great together. Now, Michelle met Army Sergeant John Diamond in a Yahoo chat room. Were those a thing? Oh, yes, it was. I've never heard of a Yahoo chat room. Girl, get on it. Was that like before AIM? Um, It was like during AIM, I think. Oh, okay. Well, they began their affair in this Yahoo chat room. That's so romantic. I imagine many romances began in a Yahoo chat room. Maybe. And (laughs) that's where all the great romances of our time began. (laughs) Now, shortly after the shooting, police arrested Diamond, who is now serving a life sentence without parole for the murder of Marty. Real nice, John. Should have used Google Hangouts, I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Definitely should have. Yeah. So military court convicted Diamond, but couldn't go after Michelle because they had no jurisdiction in cases involving civilians. Police found suspicious items in Michelle's apartment. This included books on how to get lost in America Mm -hmm. and how to change your identity. What? She wanted to be like the next where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, it seems fine. That's all she was yeah, studying like, for. How would you explain that away? You're like, I just love tales of people, you know, changing their identities and purposely going off the grid after committing heinous murder. It's I like don't... kind of my thing. Yeah, it's just it's light reading. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> light reading. M- Michelle Thier ended up fleeing because I think she realized like, uh-oh. I'm going to get caught. Because she really studied those books on how to flee did. and got and, lost. And she, she, after three months of hiding, so they did something, she was found. Okay, so she didn't read, she didn't finish to the end of the book. Should have read more books, right. Michelle. When they found her in Florida, she still had laser burns on her face. What? Where she had altered her face and skin tone with plastic surgery. And she had also dyed her hair a different color. Oh. Like, girlfriend committed... To, to this the new identity. She did. She read the book. She followed the instructions. She did it. Laser burns. That sounds horrific. Yeah, I don't know what she was doing there, but like, Me damn. Back in North Carolina, she was indicted on first-degree murder and conspiracy in the death of her husband. So, Makes see sense. you later, Michelle. Bye. We found ya. Four. Landing at number four this week is another wife turned killer, Myra Morton. Myra admitted in a Pennsylvania courtroom that on August 5th, 2007, she shot her bigamist husband twice in the head with his own gun while he slept. Wowzers. I'm starting to see a pattern here. Me too. There's a lot of cheating husbands. There's a lot to unpack on this countdown. It's making me feel a lot of things. Yeah. Well, at first, Myra said the killing was the work of an intruder. She did not do this. Give it a shot, girl, I guess. We all (laughs) need an excuse, right? Someone came in and did it. Obviously, that was not the truth. No. But let's give you a little background first. So, Myra and her husband had converted to Islam. And while polygamy is illegal in the U.S., it is still practiced by some Muslims in other countries. And it is legal under the circumstance that the first wife agrees to the husband having more wives. Okay. I mean, that seems legit. The rules are there. The The rules are there. Seems legit. Sign the permission slip. It's fine. So Myra's husband met a woman while he was in Morocco. Oh. And Myra gave them her blessing. She signed the slip. She was like, you know what? Go right ahead. I'm kind of tired. Morocco. Sure. It's fine. It's a beautiful place. So she allowed them to get married. It seems like she was pretty chill. Okay. Go Myra. Not for long. Uh-oh. Not for a long time at all. Uh-oh, Myra. Because then she decided to up and lose her cool when her husband announced that he was going to Morocco to get his second wife pregnant. <laughs> I love that it's just like 
BRB, have to spread my seed real quick. Ew. I'll be back in a week. <laughs> that was like, so gross. Like, what? I'll be back in a I'll week. I'll be right back. I just have to impregnate my other wife real quick. Like, that's not how it works. I wonder how he wrote that in his planner. <laughs> BRB. Get second wife pregnant. Spread seed real quick. Well, Myra wasn't necessarily upset about the fact that she was sharing her husband, but it was the new fortune that they had come across. They had just received a reported $8 million medical settlement Whoa. in 2005 when unfortunately their daughter passed away. Oh, that's really sad. She didn't want to divorce her husband over the matter, but instead wanted to bar the new wife from coming to America. Wow. That's a that's an impressive level of petty. It really is. Well, so is this because she went to a new level. She wrote the US State Department in hopes of getting that done. Wow. She was like, I am going to make sure that you do not get over here. Wow, Myra. She was intense. She was. Real intense. Well, the new wife was not having that, and she filed a lawsuit against Myra Morton for ruining her reputation in Morocco, and this case is still pending in Philly Federal Court. Oh man, now I want to know what happens. I know, I'm going to start following this one. Everyone hold on to your butts about that one. Three. Number three on our list of fatal romances are the Ken and Barbie killers, Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. This husband and wife and partners in crime terrorized a Canadian suburb before being arrested in 1993 for multiple murders. This one is a rough one. This is a crazy one. Mm -hmm. We covered this on Morbid and wow. So Paul Bernardo um, was already a terrible rapist when he met Carla Homolko. Mm -hmm. And she just encouraged the behavior. Which is mind-boggling. Insane. The, the fact that they ended up meeting each other, it's just like, how did that evil even happen in this world? It, and it's like they're made for each other, but also you're like, oh no, that much evil shouldn't be in one couple at once. No, like, that, that should shouldn't be happen. far away on separate wavelengths. Oh, and it gets worse. They would videotape their tortures and rapes that they did together. Yeah. Like, they videotaped them so they could watch them later. That's real nasty. That's a lot. So their first murder is one of the scariest things I've ever heard. It was unplanned, according to them, but it happened when they drugged and assaulted Carla's younger sister, Tammy, who Paul was obsessed with. That's why I feel like it was not unintentional. I feel like Carla mm -hmm. had a little more to do with this yeah, one. Yeah, we always said that. that Because what happened was Paul was obsessed with Tammy, mm -hmm. who was younger than Carla, and he would openly say this to Carla. He would openly ask her to dress as Tammy. Which for, is like, fucking weird. Their sexy time. And th I think Carla was jealous. I mean, yeah. And she's an evil monster, so it makes sense. Right. But not. don't go as far as to kill your own sister. I absolutely don't do Never that. Never do that. So Tammy regained consciousness during the attack and choked on her own vomit. Her death was ruled an accident. Now, she had this, like, massive chemical burn on her face that they explained as rug burns, and it still bothers me. To I don't day. know how they looked at that and were like, oh, yeah, rug burn. Massive chemical burn. Whoever said that had never, ever, ever no. seen rug burn in their life. Or a chemical or, burn. I was just going to say, or <laughs> a chemical like, burn. No it's burns. insane. The fact that it was ruled an accident is unbelievable to me. So... One of their victims' remains were found on June 29th, 1991. That's a very special day because that's the day Paul and Carla got married. Oh, cute. And they were married not in like this little backyard wedding while this was happening. It was an extravagant ceremony near Niagara Falls. 
And you know they loved that. Oh, a hundred percent. The remains were found on the, when they were getting married. That's so nasty. They're that gross. After they kidnapped and killed 15-year-old Kristen French, police connected the murders and the couple's friends started to talk. So now the couple's friends are going to police being like, well... There's something weird about that. I feel them. like Paul might be a rapist for like a long time. I'm I feel pretty like sure. I've always been a little afraid of him. They're both very aggressive and scary. Yeah. Carla has very scary eyes. That's what I would say. I go to the Terrifying. police and be like, her eyes tell you. She a did it. A story that you she don't want to read. It. When Homolka left her husband in 1993 after he beat her with a flashlight. Now, those pictures, if anybody's seen the oh, pictures yeah. of her what, at the police station when she goes to like tell them that he beat her with a flashlight it's horrifying her eyes are swollen shut black with like paul bernardo is one of the, the devils yeah well when she did this his dna was then matched to the rapes and he was arrested right so she kind of sunk her own ship at the same time she did well and on top of that her plea deal because she made a plea deal she got out Ooh. It makes me so angry. Basically like scot-free. Scot-free. Her plea deal was called, quote, the deal with the devil, and it was. I was just going to say it absolutely (laughs) was. Absolutely. It allowed her to plead guilty to manslaughter and get 12 years in prison to testify against Paul. She is out now. Out and about oh, in but Canada. people make her life a living hell. Oh, yeah, because she has kids and she's tried to volunteer at her kids' school before. It's like, nope, please just go away. Oh, yeah, all the parents were like, nope, honey, not, nope, nope, not gonna happen. Look at my nope. kids' reading circle. We don't need half of the Ken and Barbie killers here. All set. Thank also, you, though. You murdered your little sister who was like a child. Right. No. How are Carla and Paul not number one? I don't know. It's blowing my mind. I don't know who is number one. You have number one. I know, and I'm still shocked that Paul and (laughs) Carla are not number one. So do you disagree then? Or are we going to wait to get there? We'll talk about it later, but I'm feeling Paul and Carla. I mean, they're scary. They are terrifying. And I'll talk about why later. That's true. The runner-up spot for our Fatal Romances countdown takes us back to the 14th century. At number two is King Pedro and Inez de Castro. When Prince Pedro was set to become king in Portugal, he went to meet the woman that was arranged to be his wife and queen, but instead he fell in love with her maid. He still married his new queen, but carried on an affair with the maid. It all ends in murder. This is so salacious and I am in. I feel like we, I don't know if we're going to be on the same page at the end of this one, but I'll tell you what I think at the end, okay? Pour the vintage tea. Oh, I will. I'm going to spill the hot vintage tea. I feel like it's lemon tea. I don't know why. I feel that too. Seems fancy. I like it. Well, during their affair together, Pedro would send Inez love letters through a pipe that carried water into the town where she lived. This is so romantic. It's okay. Okay, I think <laughs> we're going to agree. I think we're going to agree. Okay, good. She also she only lived like less than half a mile away, so I feel like he maybe could have just sent someone with the but letter. But that's so much more romantic. Exactly. So much less romantic for him to send someone. Yeah, but I mean the pipe is more romantic. I agree. I got to hand it to him too because that's a pretty crafty way to do it. It certainly is. I want to know how he figured that out. He's Pedro. Well, he is Pedro. (laughs) Then his wife died during childbirth, which is really, really sad. Oh, that's really sad. And that's when Pedro and Inez's affair went public. 
eek. So he was like, cool, this is awesome. Like, now we can be together publicly and, like, everyone will be fine with it. Obviously. But his dad, King Afonso IV, Ooh. was like, uh, no, you're not getting married to this mm. woman or making this public. I'm not about it. There's always a dad. Always a dad <laughs> that does no. not want this for <laughs> not you. Not approving. But you shouldn't stop a fatal romance. You shouldn't. It's step number They'll one. They'll run away together. They will. Yeah. And maybe kill you. Yeah, absolutely that too. Well, the king forbid them to marry, but they ran off together anyway and supposedly got married, meaning that their children were the rightful heirs to the throne. Ooh. So now King Afonso was even more angry and he sent his men to kill Inez. Afonso, what the hell? What's going on, dude? Like, why are you so mad about this? I don't like that. She's just a sweet maid. Man. He's being judgy, I feel. I was rooting for them. I was too. Well, Pedro was so upset over the murder of his wife that he wanted to go to war against his own dad. Good for Pedro. But like any good mama, his mom and the king's wife kind of quelled everything a little bit. Oh, boo. But after the king died, Pedro hunted down the men that his father had used to kill Inez and he had them killed. I am literally so on King Pedro's side right now. Like, I'm ride or die for King Pedro right he now. He is, like, living out of vengeance. Yes. This is, like, a beautiful fairy tale, except not him. so beautiful. Except all the death and exactly. murder. Exactly. Like, don't read that to yeah. your kid. Well, once he became king himself, he crowned Inez a queen, which made her the first and only Portuguese queen to be crowned after her death. King Pedro. This is the most romantic story. Like, my hand is over my heart actively right now. I am, like, swooning. I'm, like, tearing up a little this bit. This is so sweet. He even went as far as to make sure that her royal title was visible on her tomb. Oh. And he ordered that when he died, his tomb was to be right next to hers so that they could be together side by side for all eternity. Stop it. I know. King Pedro and Queen Inez have the love story we don't deserve. We don't deserve this. I'm so glad that we agree on this because I thought you were going to be like, well, he was like cheating on his wife. No. Like, it's not cute, but it is really because cute. Because it was arranged. They didn't, they, they, it was like forced in the beginning. Yeah, there was no love there. Yeah. And he was like, no, I love her. Now, oh. Inez and Pedro, that's love. Oh, I love it. One. And that brings us to number one on our list of fatal romances. The notoriously bad duo, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, okay. Bonnie and Clyde were famously shot to death by officers in an ambush in Louisiana on May 23rd, 1934, after one of the most colorful and spectacular manhunts the nation had seen up to that time. You gotta you got have Bonnie and Clyde on the list. Yeah, like by default, they have to be number one. Now, they both came from poverty and were determined to establish their identity and just break free from class. Mm -hmm. They wanted to rise above the ranks. So from a young age, Clyde was always in trouble. Of course, he's he was Clyde. a bad boy. He's Clyde. That's why Bonnie loved him. And nobody could tell me that Clyde was like a good kid. No, that wasn't gonna happen. Definitely not. He was arrested as a 17-year-old for stealing chickens. A serious offense, Elena. Very serious. Big deal. Clyde. Huge. He's coming in hot already. <laughs> now, he became suspected of numerous killings and was wanted for murder, robbery, and state charges of kidnapping. So it got a little more elevated than chicken stealing. It's, it's kind of a quick rise. Definitely. <laughs> in, in the levels there. Bonnie met the charismatic Clyde in 
Texas when she was 19 years old and her husband, I don't know if a lot of people don't know she was married when she met Clyde. Ooh, even more scandalous. She was married when she was 15. I mean, it was the time back then. Yeah. And her husband at the time when she met Clyde was serving time in jail for murder. Oh, so Bonnie had a type. She certainly has a type. Yeah, definitely. She she was just like, oh, you'll do. You'll be next. Thank you. After they stole a car and committed several robberies, you know, everyone's first date. I was just going to say the perfect first date. They're really building up. He was like, what's your like ideal first date? And she's like, as long as we steal a car, I'm good. And he was like, would you like to commit several robberies as well? And she was like, dream boy. Dream. Dream boy. Bonnie was actually caught by police and sent to jail for two months after that. So, like, not a successful first date. So, she got caught. Not good. Over the next two years, the couple teamed with various accomplices to rob a string of banks and stores across five states. They were doing the damn thing. So, they went from their first date being, you know, stealing cars, committing several robberies. Bonnie has to go away for a little while. Then they get excited (laughs) to see each other. And then all of a sudden, they're like, let's just commit a ton of crime over five states together. Let's travel. Let's see the world. That's the next stage in every relationship. Obviously. We travel together now. Their fame increased by the fact that Bonnie was a woman, and by that, they posed for playful photographs together, which were released to the media. Their photographs really are like, you're like, well, shit. (laughs) That's a great photo. Like, intense. (laughs) It's just like, it's Bonnie and Clyde. Like, beautiful couple. It's exactly what you think it is. Goals. And it it sucks, because you're like, I want to hate you. And I do hate you, but that photo's great. On May 23rd, Louisiana and Texas lawmen hid in the bushes along a country road and opened fire on their car. They killed the couple in a hail of bullets. So they went out in a blaze of glory together. I'm just picturing that Jay-Z and Beyonce song where they like, they yes. are Bonnie and Clyde. And yes. all I can picture in this scenario was Jay-Z and Beyonce. It's exactly that. So Beyonce really has a place in this countdown. She really does. She's just all over it. I know. I mean, how did I forget Bonnie and Clyde when I said that? Well, that's the you thing. Know, I because when I first read this list, I was like, oh, la la la. I thought of Paul and Carla. I thought of the Long oh, Island Oh, you didn't Lolita. think of Bonnie and I Clyde. I didn't think it didn't. For some reason, it didn't pop into my head. And I was like, how dare I? As soon as I knew that they weren't on my list, I was like, oh, it's because they're number one and Elena has number one. Yeah, I was like sense. ready for it. And Bonnie and Clyde, I get that. I get why they're number one. You have to put them at number one. Mainly for name recognition and just right. like the sheer theatrical elements of their romance. Mm-hmm. They definitely deserve it. But in terms of brutality, I feel Carla and Paul are really number one. I agree with you because theirs is like way more disgusting and brutal and so scary. So brutal. When you look into that case, it is it is clear that they have the most fatal romance. Yeah, that case like ruined me. But if we're talking about sweetest fatal love story ever, King Pedro and Queen Inez. Okay, I was going to say, if you say Bonnie and Clyde, I'm getting up and leaving the room. No, King Pedro and Queen Inez like, for sweetest love story. The best. Yeah. My my favorite was King Pedro. Hands Me down. too. Hands I, when down. I read that, I was like, wow, this is so cute. Absolutely. Do you feel like they forgot anything, these gods? No. Me either. It was all here. I forgot something, so they were on it. <laughs> so you can't call them out. I can't call them out this time. You did a great job. Good job, gods. Damn it. Well, 
Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. You can find all episodes of Crime Countdown and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify. Spotify has all your favorite music and podcasts all in one place. They're making it easier to listen to whatever you want to hear for free on your phone, computer, or smart speaker. And if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Or you could follow us on our social media. Do it. We can be found on Instagram at Morbid Podcast or on Twitter at A Morbid Podcast. Crime Countdown was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound designed by Kristen Acevedo. Produced by John Cohen, Jonathan Ratliff, and Kristen Acevedo. Crime Countdown stars Ash Kelly and Elena Urquhart. 